So it's such a privilege to be here in front of these bright lights <laughs> and set up so beautifully once again. I remember when I spoke a couple of months ago, it, the whole service just <clears throat> completely divinely, by spirit, by divine guidance, by our interconnected uh, um, human spirit, God beings, all being connected through this divine universe, um, just puts all of this together in place without us communicating with each other. And it's the same, the same is, is true this morning. Deb's reading connected perfectly with thing, with elements that didn't even, that she didn't know about that were in my talk today. Kenneth's song, the things that, that our beautiful guest Monica and the question that she asked and the answers that Sean gave through spirit match perfectly with things that I'm going to be talking about today to lead me into what's your story? And so there's a couple of different stories that we're going to talk about, types of stories. So what I want to start with is what's your story that brought you here? My story that brought me here is that I walked through that door and you know, I, I was very, very hurt. Before I walked through those doors, I had been very, very hurt by church. And <clears throat> I was at a point in my life before that where I never, 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 never imagined that I would reconnect with God again or church or, or an organization. <clears throat> and, um, you know, and I, I was skeptical. And something led me here, a conversation with my cousin led me to find the little pamphlet that I threw on my dresser about unity that I found at a, um, a pride festival uh, six months beforehand. And, um, you know, I woke up on Sunday morning, um, kind of not even really thinking that I was going to be in church that day. And I grabbed the thing, the, the flyer and found the address and walked through that door. And I, I sat right where I stood right where Gloria is sitting. And Teresa was standing right here in the choir. <laughs> and I had never met anybody except for the couple of, I said, except for Reverend Sean and um, Kenneth at the booth. And never, never met anybody in the choir. I came alone and Teresa stood right here, having never met me, and smiled <laughs> and just sang right into my soul. And she's with her face, she greeted me hello and said welcome with no specific words or communication besides me standing, me standing there, listening to a familiar song from my childhood that I knew that the choir used to sing in the church that I grew up. And I just cried and I knew there was something to this place. And then I kept coming back tiptoeing back because I was still skeptical. I was waiting. I was waiting for the, oh, well, yeah, they believe, uh, I, can't, I can't agree with that. <laughs> I was waiting for the, oh, but, you know, you can only believe what we believe. And if you don't, then you're, we're, you know, you're not part of us. You have to be part of, you know, you have to, you have to sign up fully to be part of our club. And if you, if you don't agree with everything that we say from the pulpit or in our materials or in our beliefs, then, then you're no good. You're out. And I kept digging and I picked up, a, I went to the bookstore and I picked up a little book that said, you know, here, like, what is unity about? It's a little, it's a little square book. 
and I read through it. I'm now I'm like looking. I'm creating a story in my head about what this is about before even knowing fully based a story based on my past. Has anyone done that? You walk in somewhere, you have a conversation with somebody, and they say something that reminds you of something in their past, and then you're in a story about them. Oh, they said this because they, you know they're in, they're over here and they're like this, and and they must have you know they must have known this about me, and they said that, and now all of a sudden you're someone standing could be standing right in front of you and talking, and you're up here in your head, probably not even listening to what they said what they're saying, because you're already interpreting the intentions and making up things. Has anyone done that? Yeah. <laughs> Not just me? So, so I want to tell you, in, the, in this next 20 minutes that I'm up here, I'm going to share my authentic humanity because I'm not perfect and I'm going through and I'm learning, you know, everything I'm going to say is from experience and from things that I'm continually learning. And I'm going to say, the first thing I'm going to say is I was on a coaching call this morning from nine to 10 AM over there in my office. And, um, I made up a story in that meeting and my coach said, that's a story. <laughs> he literally called me out. And I'm, and here I am like sharing, thinking I'm like giving gold to the group. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this person, this, and I think she's in this, in, you know, in this headspace, And, and I think this is why she did that. And I, he just let me talk my whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is it. I got it. Like, and I'm going to help this person and I'm going to help, you know, I'm going to make a difference with her. And he goes, that's great. But that's the story that you're telling about why she's not here. And I was like, oh, well, I'm supposed to talk about that in an hour. <laughs> and I told them, I was like, I'm going to use this. <laughs> but it just goes to prove it's like, you know, no matter where we are or how much we study or how spiritually, how spiritual we are, how many times we meditate, how many times we pray, there's no... There's no perfection. We're continually perfecting ourselves, hopefully. You know, I would, I would wish that all of us together would be growing and learning and moving forward together. That's my prayer for all of you and all of the people that I love and all of humanity. For us all to grow and for us to make a difference in the world. You know, that's, that's my mission. I want to I make a difference in the world. You know, I, 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 um, you know my journey's been a lot of self a lot of like self-discovery self um learning learn you know going through programs and reading books on spirituality reading books on growth and it was only in the past couple of weeks or so maybe month that i kind of had an aha moment i'm like what am i doing with all of this information you know, there's, there's only so much that I can work on myself, but, but to what end? What's the point of it all? And that's when I was like, I need to start moving outward. You know, and then what stops me, I realized this week as I was preparing this message, 
is my stories of why I can't step over here, why I can't move forward. And I realized it's been stopping me my whole life. The stories that I create, the stories that I make up, the things that the stories that I make up about myself. Does anyone make up stories about yourself? You know, like I could say this, oh, but what if someone thinks that? Or what if I look bad? And we we live in fear in these stories and they stop us. They stop us from making a difference and connecting with one another. And what happens is we just go through life being stopped and not really realizing our full potential in God because we're all God beings. And so another part of my humanity, as I was, I'm going to be honest with you, as I was preparing the sermon, I had a lot of practical things to talk about. And I came to a point where I realized, well, I'm not speaking at a, uh, a college or a university or to, you know, it to a secular crowd. I, I found myself kind of like taking a step back and saying, well, well, how does this relate to spirituality? Because I can talk about our stories, but what does that have? Like, where am I bringing the spiritual principle into all of this? What is the spiritual solution? Because... Because it's easy for me to stay, stand up here and say, well, you're in these stories and the solution is stop being in these stories. You know, just check yourself. And I didn't want to give the same old, you know, advice that we've heard that that's no, there's nothing wrong with. But, you know, oh, meditate more, pray more. Those are all great tools. But I wanted to bring something different a different dimension of how to connect spiritually to this thing that's happening, to this thing that's stopping us. And what I realized, I remembered a Bible verse, and it's in, hold on, Matthew 18.20 that says, When two or more are gathered, their God is. And we're in the midst, when, when, you're, with, when you're in communion with others, God is present. And sometimes the spiritual solution is the simple, obvious one. Connecting with others. Connecting to truth. And all of these themes were already set up for me this morning. Getting to truth. When Sean was talking about knowing the truth about that person you're in a relationship with, right? He said that, right? Yeah. And so the spiritual solution... It's truth. It, seems, it sounds simple when you say it, because truth is just truth. It doesn't, you know, it's not in our spiritual dictionary. Truth. Truth is just truth. But it's a spiritual element. Because spirit is truth. We are spiritual beings. We are God beings. And so that's where the spiritual element is. It's like, okay, I'm making up a story about Deb. So instead of just staying in that story about Deb and then going to bed, how about I pick up the phone and say, hey, Deb, I'm making up this story. And here's the truth about what I'm thinking that you're, that you're saying or how you're showing up for me. 
And because I love you and, and we're both God beings and we have God and you, I have God and you have God, let's just talk about what it is that I'm thinking. And I want to know what you're thinking. And that, that sounds so simple, right? That you could just pick up the phone and call someone. But do you know that that is a spiritual exercise? Because two beings are connecting and there is God. Does that make sense? And so I don't need to call Deb and say, can we pray about this together? Now I can, I know that I can call Deb and she will pray with me and we will have a wonderful prayer time. I can do that too. And I'm not excluding that practice. Meditation, prayer, conversations with spirit. These are all great tools to, to interrupt your stories. To measure your stories against. And you can tap into any of them. But what we're talking about today is connection. Connection between two God beings. Two spiritual beings. To make a difference. Because it's one thing to decide to put the story to bed or, or just complete the story in our head or just not think about it. But there's a whole nother dimension. When I call Monica and say, let's get together for coffee and talk about ideas and create something. That's a spiritual exercise because God is creation. God is the creator. We are all created. We're creation. And so when we get together and we're talking and exchanging ideas, there's no story in that because it's happening. You know, the story I might say, the, so to, to go back to the story, what might stop me from calling Monica, oh, she's probably busy. She doesn't want to have coffee with me. Oh, you know, what, what if we get together and we can't find anything to talk about? You know, oh, like, um, you know, anything. That's the story. And we miss creation. Because we're stopped by the story. And I have been stopped by stories, by fear, by things that I've told myself my whole life that I've hidden behind stories. And this week, I said no more. This week, I celebrated my 39th birthday on Monday. And in 39 years, this was the moment that I said no more. It took 39 years to put myself out there and be unreasonable and eliminate the stories that I'm telling myself of why I can't really make a difference in the world because who am I? Anyone have that story? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Who am I? I'm just, I'm just John Valentine. It sounds so small when you say it like that. But we say that to ourselves. Who, who am I? You know, and, and, and I consider myself someone that helps people who come across my path. You know, someone needs a place to stay. Sure. Come stay here. Great. 
you know, oh, you need a ride? Yeah, I can do that. But I want to be bigger than that. For me, myself. That's what I want for myself. I want to be a world transformer. I want to be a powerful leader and a powerful helper, a powerful difference outside of just the people around me. I want to connect with people on a bigger level because that gives me joy. It gives me joy to stand here and have the, the, the opportunity to, to share a message with people that I may or may not know or may not see every day or may not talk to every day. And so where the transformation comes is in communication, putting a stake in the ground, communicating what you want to accomplish. So for me this week, what, what did, what made the transformational difference for me was communication because I was, you know, I have a habit of just keeping my thoughts and dreams and, and ideas to myself. And I write them down and I, uh, I have Rubbermaid bins stacked to the ceiling in my garage of journals and notebooks and devotionals and this and that and books that I've read of ideas that go back 20, 30 years that I've written down in notebooks and they died there because I didn't take action. Because I didn't tell anybody what the idea was and I wasn't held accountable because it was safer to do that. Because nobody's looking at me. Because now if I tell, if I tell Kathy, oh, I want to do this, here's my idea. Now I'm accountable. Now she's going to look at me and say, oh, are you doing that? And that's scary sometimes. It's like, well, what if I'm not doing that? Then I'm wrong. I'm bad. There's no bad. There's just, you're either doing it or you're not doing it. That's a story. I'm bad as a story. Doesn't exist. You're either in action or you're not in action. And neither one is bad or good or right or wrong. And there's always a place to come back to. Okay, I didn't do it. It's just as flat as that. I didn't do it. And we're so afraid to say, I didn't do it. Because we're, you know, how are we going to look? How's that going to feel? You know what? Feelings are going to come up. Feelings are going to come up. Sometimes it feels like a pit in your stomach. Sometimes you get cold sweats. Happened to me this morning. I read an email from the board and I had to respond to it. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to speak up and say what I really think. <laughs> and I have, I'm, I'm like, like, here I am to this morning. Most of you would probably think, this is what I'm worried about. This is what's giving me a pit in my stomach. This is what I'm sweating about. That didn't happen. That didn't come up for me. I was excited to get up here and talk. But I got an email at such a coincidental time this morning, right before my talk, an hour before, and I send this email, and I'm all excited because I'm thinking, yeah, I'm in action. I'm doing it. Like, I did what I said I was going to do. 
three months too late, but who cares? Like, I'm finally doing it, and they're going to be so excited, and blah, blah, blah. And I got an email back. Oh, no, we're not doing that. My heart starts racing. Oh, my God, I have a pit in my stomach. How dare they? Oh, my God. What do I say? Oh, no. I should just say nothing. It's fine. I'll just let it go. It's my fault. I'm guilty. I took too long. Oh, my God. I was wrong. I can't say anything now because I was wrong. I'm guilty. It's my fault. I don't have a voice here. I don't have possibilities. So, once I got rid of all that story, composed myself, took a sip of my coffee, drank a bunch of water, and I sent an email back. Then we'll see what happens. And if nothing happens, then that's fine. But I said something, and it leads to a conversation, and it'll be resolved. And we'll make a decision. And depending on what the answer is, I might have another sweat and a headache. <laughs> but we'll deal with it. Anybody get feelings when we get in communication? It's tough, right? I can tell my time is coming almost to a close, so I'm going to start wrapping up. It's like, it's like the music starts, it's like, okay, you're on a live TV show, and the music starts playing in the background because Ellen has to cut to commercial. Um, but I want to leave you with the story of what I did this week. This week I took a stand. And I, I'm involved in a leadership program and we have like a, we have a buddy group or a, you know, we have a coaching group, I should say. It's about 10 of us. And I, I took a stand in that, and we have a, a group chat and I took a stand and I said what I wanted to do in the group chat and I gave myself a deadline and I made the deadline known in the group. I said, by, by 6 p.m. on Friday, I'm going to post on social media what I'm standing for. And what I'm standing for this week, what I took a stand for this week and forever is to help people who struggle with addiction and mental disability. Because I want to make a difference in that because it's close to home for me because people that, three or four people that I spoke to this past week that I connected with out of the blue shared with me things that they were struggling with in regard to addiction that I had no clue that they struggled with. Someone that I know that I haven't talked to in years that seems like he's got it all together and that would never have something like that show up was sharing with me. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of, I, I, I want to make a difference. I'm tired of watching people struggle with things. And I want to know how I can help. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to help, but I know that I want to help. And so I'm just going to pose the question and I put it on, I made a commitment to put it on social media to ask the question, how can I help anybody? If you, if you're this person, number one, the question I asked was if you're this person and you're struggling with something, tell me how I can help. Let's just talk. And I didn't say I have all the answers or I have a five-step program. I just know I'm here to listen. Or if you've got, if you struggle with, with mental, with mental disability, I want to help. 
And the second question I posed is, if you want to take a stand with me, if you're someone who's, who's seen this affect other lives, and you want to take a stand with me to help this cause, and I don't know what it looks like, but it's going to get created because I put the intention out there. And I'm taking a stand because I love people and I don't want to see my family and my friends be torn apart. And the story started to come up before I posted that. Well, you, you never struggled with addiction, so they're going to say, well, who are you to speak on this topic? Who are you? Who are you to take a stand for this? You don't know anything about it. And some people may still, nobody said that, but you know, someone might be thinking it and that's fine. I can face that. My answer is, you know what? Do you want someone to help? If you're drowning, do you want someone else who's drowning to help you? Or do you want someone to be standing on firm ground to give you a hand? And that's who I want to be. Someone who's standing on firm ground to help others, to be related to the topic, no matter what the topic is. To know that I can be a help and find answers and just stand and sometimes just listen. You know, I've learned here, you know, like what I've learned in unity and in, in spirituality and in seminaries that we're not here as ministers to fix people. And that was tough because I'm a fixer. Growing up, I want to fix everybody. But as Sean always says, we're here to point the way to God. And I got that. And that's what I want to do. Come on, grab my hand. Let's, let's do this together. Let's make a difference together. Because where two or more are present, God's there. That's the message today. We disappear the story when we get together and we clear it up. And we communicate and we love. You know, and, and it's sometimes there's tough things that we have to say. I get that. But do it anyway. Because God is love. Sometimes love is messy. To get to the other side of the huggy butterflies. But really inside, we all want to be connected. And there's power in being true and honest and vulnerable and authentic, there's power in saying, I messed up. How can I make it right? And you might get yelled at and you just sit with it. You might feel yucky, but on the other side, there's a breakthrough. On the other side of the story, there's a breakthrough. And there's people in your life that want to be on the other side with you. 
right? And that's it. Let's do it together.